Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. I am so excited about this show because uh, our guest today is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for almost a decade, and he is an amazing person, and he's done amazing work, and I'm so excited to share it with all of you. Our guest today is Rodney Williams, and he is the Director of Energy and Sustainability for the largest school district in the state of New Jersey. That's Newark. Um, They are also known as the Newark Board of Education, or NBOE, and I I am thrilled to death to have Rodney on. Welcome to Go Green Radio, my friend. Hello. How you doing, Jill? And how are you sustainable people? Looking yes. forward to this. <laughs> all of our sustainable people, all of our listeners, I, they, I know they're going to love you as much as I do. So I, I want to start off, Rodney, by just having you tell our listeners what your job entails. Not every school district has a director of energy and sustainability. So talk to us about your main responsibilities as the director of sustainability for the public school district in Newark, New Jersey. Okay, so as a director of uh... Energy and sustainability, I'm responsible for the development of the energy master plan, the energy management plan for the district. And that's a plan that we set our policies for our energy goal, operating procedures. Uh, we've, we've, of course, we got this, green, this new green policy we're looking forward to uh, really implementing things. Uh, a lot of my job deals with programs and, and being that rah-rah guy to make sure <laughs> that uh, we, we are energy aware and uh, the children are, are excited by saving energy, and, and not, not just energy. My job deals with recycling and, mm-hmm. and any programs out there uh, that, that will help us in, in the world of sustainability. Um, one of the, the, the key focuses is, is to, the, to manage the utility bills that we have presently uh, between the uh, electric and gas and water. We, we spend about $15 million uh, in, in our utilities, so I, I need to find programs to curb that spending a little bit. Uh, we use different programs out there like uh, Energy Star certification, so forth and so on. But uh, my my job is to look at energy and sustainability, and help the district to to navigate through any programs and uh, any behavior to to modify what we do to save save on these things. Yeah, and you know that's a really you just said a mouthful there at the the end because you can do a lot of things. Uh, from a technology standpoint or a hardware standpoint to be energy efficient, but behaviors matter too. And so it's kind of a two-prong approach. You know, it's it's the users of the building as well as the kind of the hardware that you put in. And we're going to talk more and more yeah. about some of these things. Um, you know, I know that Newark has done a lot of work on energy and it's taken many years. I mean, you're a huge district. Um, I'd like to have you talk to us about what initially prompted the district to focus attention on energy conservation and renewable energy projects. What was the initial reason that the district wanted to work on energy? Well, uh, in 2008, the uh, governor, who was uh, Governor Corzon at the time, he came out with an energy master plan of a reduction of 20% by 2020. 
And when we looked at our, our district, we saw that there was a lot of work to do in order to meet that goal. Um, so the executive director at the time, Steve Molino, um, let me preface by saying prior to that, I, uh, prior to being the director of energy sustainability, I, I was a HVAC manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he he put out a task for an energy manager uh, to take on uh, this challenge, and I and I grabbed the reins and <laughs> I've learned everything I can from that point forward just just to be where I'm at today. And from from that, we we looked at what can we do as a district to meet this uh, 20%. Uh, savings goals. So we looked at programs. We looked at how we constructed new equipment, HVAC equipment, um, geothermals, and all, and all different type of programs and, and, and incentives out there. And it was my job to research them, vet them, and bring them to the district. You know, that's interesting, Rodney, because I've known you for a long time, and that's the first time I realized that the district was prompted to get started with this because of the governor's initiative to save energy. And it's, you know, I live in California and and everybody thinks California is so avant-garde when it comes to sustainability measures, but our governor has never challenged schools to, to reduce their energy by 20%. We've set goals, but there's never been something like that in place. And your governor did it back in 2008. I think that's really impressive. Um, So, so, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just—I was just going to say, uh, during that time, um, there were a lot of different issues going on in the world. Um, increased prices of gas was going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, little did we know today was going to be. It sounds familiar. <laughs> as high as it is, uh, but all—all all these different things are going to pollution, especially mm-hmm. uh, you know Garden State. We have a lot of vehicles and. And uh, with the vehicles, you have the, the, the carbon from the cars. Uh, mm-hmm. So we would have a lot of things, asthma triggers, a lot of things was creating a buzz to try to do something in our environment, to change the environment, that make it more healthier for everyone. Yeah, I, I love that. And I've actually, since I've been working with you all in Newark, I've noticed um, that there are several pieces of public policy that pertain to schools and other entities, but schools as well in New Jersey that um, are are actually a lot more forward thinking and progressive than things that we even see here in California, which is so impressive. So when you all decided uh, to get going, where did you start? Was there an energy savings improvement plan in place or did that come later? Talk to us about how the district got started with your energy work. Well, um, there was no plan in place. Um, In in fact, I imagine they were developing it at that time because not too long afterwards, the energy savings improvement plan uh, came about. Mm-hmm. So at the time, we were just looking at different programs um, that that were out there, rebates uh, to try to get get going. And before you know it, the end of this major program, energy savings improvement plan, came out. And and then we really embraced it. Uh, the initial thing was audit. You have to audit your buildings. Mm-hmm. And boy, when we audited our buildings, we saw how far off we were. Mm-hmm. And so there was a need for an uh, energy savings plan, and that made the case uh, for 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 going further and and for asking uh, the 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 um, 
government for, for a little extra funding yeah. because of the need. If, if they wanted to have this aggressive 20% reduction, uh, the district is going to need some, some uh, help in, mm-hmm. in achieving those goals. Well, and, and you know, again, I, I think back to the governor's public policy uh, that he put in place, you know, you had something called LGEAs, local government energy mm-hmm. audits, that provided free energy audits. I mean, these were very thorough, but it was free uh, to a lot of government agencies. And, you know, that's that's critical, especially for a school district, because, you know, every dollar you spend outside the classroom, you know, is is you know, something that you want to minimize because you want to spend as much money as you can on education. So, you know, the governor's policy came with some, some monetary benefits. Uh, yeah, so and, I, I think that was I great. Can, yeah, yeah. If I can add to that, um, they provided, I think it was like a, a hundred thousand uh, dollars for, for the audits and for small school districts that worked yeah. But for us, um, we had at the time about 107 buildings, yes, and that wasn't enough. So, and it was a, it was that amount, a hundred thousand dollars were per year. So, in order for us to to really function, mm-hmm. we would need more. So that's when we went to the Board of Public Utilities and petitioned for additional money based upon the size of our, our district. And we, we were able to get that. So within a year, we were able to audit all our buildings. And that's what helped us to be uh, a district that, that really showed that we we're going to take advantage of uh, this plan from the governor. I love it. I love it. And I know that you guys installed some renewable energy projects, and that is always so exciting for school communities. Um, I'd love for you to talk to us about some of the solar projects that you've done in Newark. Yes. Um, let me just add to just the solar. We talk about renewable. Uh, before I get to solar, we sure. were the first urban district to do um, geothermal. We have oh. uh, one, two, three schools that we did geothermal. Um, oh, my gosh. And it, That's it, so it, cool. it was uh, aggressive because at the time, no one was really doing geothermal. It was, it was kind of a new technology. Yeah, uh, but we recognize uh, the the impact that it would have more than just uh, energy savings, but because of new technology, uh, we were able to bring students along to show them. Listen, here's a new technology. Uh, it's part of HVAC, um, and and it's how we use the earth to heat the building. Yes. So it was an incentive there. Um, we did ice storage, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, when we when we get into some of the other discussion, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as solar, um, there was a, an issue, a push to do solar uh, because the incentives was was so high, and uh, we we did a pilot program about five schools, and with those five schools, we were able to do about two point two megawatts of of solar in those five schools. Wow, that that's amazing. And and you know when those projects go in, I mean, I know you know it, it's it's visible sometimes. You know, sometimes we don't take all the kids up on the roof, but it is something that kids are going to see and feel proud of. And it feels great to be part of something so modern, something so now. And so I know there's a lot of pride 
that comes with these kinds of projects with schools. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have lots more to talk with uh, Rodney Williams about when it comes to some of the sustainability measures that he has overseen uh, for the Newark Public School District in Newark, New Jersey. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. And if you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Rodney Williams. He's the Director of Energy and Sustainability for the Newark Board of Education. That's the Newark Public School District in Newark, New Jersey. And we were talking about some of the uh, initial energy projects that the school district did when they began focusing on energy uh, back, you know, back in 2008, 2009 timeframe. Um, we talked about some of the public policy that was behind their initial work. But uh, Rodney, I want to talk about some of the energy efficiency projects that you've done. They aren't always as glamorous or even as obvious as solar projects, but they really can have a huge impact on a school district's energy bill. Talk to us about some of the energy efficiency projects you've done. Okay, yes. Uh, the, 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 the most important one uh, that, that we, uh, we we, I guess we, we kind of focused on it first was behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. And uh, you can put in all the widgets you want, mm-hmm. but without changing the behavior, um, you, you're going back to old habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we focused on energy, the, uh, behavior modifications by doing videos and so forth. But then um, some, of, some of the uh, equipment that we were able to uh, 
change out to be more efficient, like boilers, mm-hmm. HVAC equipment. Uh, I mentioned geothermal, uh, which was was very important, and it was a it was a great statement because uh, being being the uh, first urban district to do it in our area, mm-hmm. um, other school districts uh, jumped on. We did ice storage, uh, where where we use uh, the peak time. Uh, to melt the ice as opposed to running a, a mechanical equipment, but we melt the ice during peak times, and that saved and saved us energy wow. because we pumped the uh, the cold water throughout the building. We even did a wind turbine in, in a few areas, although in, in our area it may, it may not be as practical, but is a is a uh, educational piece and it's, it's something that you can see. Vendomizers. Mm-hmm. Many people don't realize how much energy. Um, is being sucked up with uh, with uh, our vending machines, mm-hmm. but we have vending misers that that what it does it cuts off those vending machines when they're not in use. Um, we have uh, um, what you call it that it, it it I forget the name of it is a barge program that mm-hmm. actually um, cuts down the computer at night. Uh, oh. Sometimes we think we shut the computer down. But yet, in the background, it runs. So this program shuts it all the way down. So we have a lot of success with a lot of these little projects. And, of course, lighting. Sure. Uh, we went from um, T12s, T8s, T5s. Now we're doing LED um, lighting. And that saves us the most money by using by doing LED lighting. It's so those incredible. are just a few of the mm-hmm. programs that, that comes off the top of my mind. Well, and it's it's amazing. And, you know, we've seen this in recent years when California started to invest in some energy efficiency uh, projects for schools, the LED lighting. I mean, you could you could wipe out a good somewhere between 10 and 20 percent, depending on the school, uh, you know, of, of some of the the interior load uh, for for lighting. It was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, we call that the low hanging fruit. Exactly, exactly. Now, you know, you, you do all these things, you put all these projects in place. How does the district track and monitor its energy use? How do you know that your energy efficiency and renewable energy projects have made a difference in the district's utility bills? Well, the first thing we do, especially when we, we, we embrace a, a program, we have to establish a baseline. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, based upon... Um, a year or two worth of uh, energy data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once we establish that baseline, any e- energy efficient uh, product we put in, we watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, popular program that, that is used is Energy Star. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a portfolio manager part of Energy Star. Mm-hmm. And they, they take your year's worth of bills and they do the analysis for you. As you continue to input those bills, and you're able, they're able to give you a rating, and you're able to see just how well you've done. And in a few buildings, we were able to get Energy Star rating, um, mm-hmm. which is a, which is a big deal uh, when we think about uh, the impact it has financially, but also on a national level, um, how we compare ourselves to other uh, school districts and other schools of that type. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about being Energy Star rated. And, you know, first of all, 
it's, it's kind of graded on a curve because you have to be in the top 25% of the most energy efficiency schools in the country. And I mean, a lot of school districts are like Newark on the East Coast. A lot of your buildings are, well, let's just say they're not new. <laughs> and so if uh, you're able to get- uh, Average 95 years old. So yeah, you're right about that. Yep. And, and the, the kindest term I've ever heard for it is legacy infrastructure, but the bottom line <laughs> <Mike>. is, <laughs> you know, you know, that that's a whole nother discussion about, you know, upgrading and modernizing our schools uh, that, that are that age, but, you know, to, to become energy efficient, energy efficient enough to be energy star certified with buildings of that age is is a huge, huge accomplishment. And I know that you guys have also won some awards related to your energy work. Tell us a little bit more about some of those awards. Yes, um, it's nice to be recognized for, for the work that you're doing, although you have a passion for it, but uh, to get uh, recognition, especially from, from, from industry, is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Uh, one of the awards that we received was the IFMA, the International Facility Management Association Energy Reduction Award uh, for some of the work that we've done. In fact, that, that was uh, after we, we put it in the solar for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we start we had because we had to show savings and how that impacted the district, and we were able to provide the, the data. And from that, and they compared us with other areas. We, we won an award. I was happy over that. Um, as I mentioned, uh, we, we uh, were certified Energy Star with, with a few of our buildings, especially some of the buildings that we called the Energy Hogs. Uh, we were <laughs> able to curtail the energy there, and 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 was able to make an impact. Um, and uh, also won the Edison Green Award, wow. was a very prestigious award for energy savings in education. And not only uh, was it for what we did in, uh, as far as doing energy efficient programs, but those programs led to educating the students. Mm-hmm. And you know we're, we're we're a school operation, and and that's what that's the core of what we do: educating students. And I'm happy not being an educator to uh, to be a part of something that actually help enrich students mm-hmm. in that way. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, besides working on energy conservation, which has just been a huge achievement for the district, the district has also worked on several other sustainability projects, and as a result. You've received recognition from an organization called Sustainable Jersey for Schools. And before we talk about Newark's achievements in the SJS program, I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. Uh, Sustainable Jersey for Schools is, is a wonderful program. Uh, I was, I'm hoping other uh, states have a program like this. This is where... Um, a network of municipalities as well as schools collectively bring out a try to make a sustainable jersey mm-hmm. um, and how we do it is we we have these programs there's a, a prestigious certification award for for schools and municipalities but specifically for for schools in 19 in 19 in, in 2014 mm-hmm. um, sustainable jersey launched a program that's designated just for schools and specifically, what, what what we did there was to come up with um, criteria, and this this took place 
prior to 2013, which I'm happy to say I was I was part of the initial planning of mm-hmm. setting up these points, this point system um, to help uh, schools to achieve sustainability sustainability goals. Um, and it w- what's nice about this program is that uh, you you have to prove that you're doing sustainable measures. And you have to prove with data. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just a one-time thing. So as you're reaching these goals, like we, we're reaching, we're trying to reach for the high goal of, of silver, as you're reaching these goals, you're becoming sustainable. Yeah. Uh, it, it, now you're changing the mentality and the thought process of people. So now you have a sustainable community. So, yes. so yes, uh, you, you have certification. Yes, it's prestigious but you're actually making a change within the community, which makes this program such a, a diamond in the rough. It, it is an amazing program. And, you know, I work with school districts in all 50 states, and there is no other uh, program quite like this. Sustainable Jersey for Schools is is rigorous. Like you said, it requires documentation and proof. Um, and for the, the largest school district in the state to do what you've done is pretty amazing. And I want to talk about that. Back in 2020, while the whole wide world was focused on the pandemic, um, your sustainability team did something truly remarkable. That year, every single Newark public school earned bronze certification in the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. Talk to us about how that was possible and what you and your team had to do to make that happen. <laughs> that was that was quite a feat. It, it was no easy task, and it wasn't uh, something that was done just by one person. As much as I can rah rah and you know <laughs> have the pom poms out there, needed uh, effort from everyone, uh, the entire district, entire community, and we also had to have some extra professional help there um, to help us get out there and, and do the work because it, as, as you brought out it is a lot of work and it can be tedious because you have to provide data you have to you you can say oh yeah we we, we are very energy efficient uh, we we have a great recycling program we have all these great things but you have to have it proof proof and proven by data mm-hmm. so it requires not only the work that I'm doing but you have to get the help of the entire district. And I, I must say, our entire district really came through so so that we were able to achieve such a prestigious uh, goal of having, being bronze. And, you know, it's, oh, that, I guess if you're looking at it from, uh, like, the Olympics, uh, that's only third place. But that is, I, I'll take it any day. Because <laughs> you know, it, 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 was, it was worth it. Um, and especially uh, what made it even more special is because during the pandemic, um, that's all we were thinking about. We were thinking yeah. about, oh, man, you know, am I going to get sick? But to have something like this, to focus our attention on this, and then the end result, uh, it, it, it was a great celebration for, for our district and our entire community. It was. And, and, and I'm going to let the, the cat out of the bag. Uh, I worked with Rodney on that. And so I got to see up close yes, how, much hard work, <laughs> how much hard work um, everybody did. You, I mean, you it... came through for the district. <laughs> and I, and I, I, want, I want everybody on, in the radio land to know how great Jill is. She's not just a wonderful voice. She's a hard worker. 
thank well, you for that. Well, it, it's my pleasure. And and working with the Newark Public School District and working with you is is actually part of my compensation program. I mean, I love it. I love working with you and with the whole team in Newark. I, and I'm so proud of all the achievements that you guys have accomplished. And we're going to talk more about that in just a second, but we've got to take a quick commercial break. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. And just in case you've only now joined us, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Rodney Williams. He is the Director of Energy and Sustainability for the largest school district in the state of New Jersey. That's Newark. And we have been talking about um, a big accomplishment that the district achieved back in 2020 when all of their public schools achieved bronze certification in the sustainable Jersey for schools program. But Rodney in 2021, that, that was almost a harder year, I think, um, for the education world. I mean, we were in the midst of online learning and there was so much disruption in the education world, but one of your schools during 2021 earned silver certification, which is the highest certification you can achieve in the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. And I'd love for you to tell us about First Avenue Elementary. And I understand that even New Jersey's first lady recently visited them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I tell you, um, it, it, total transparency. <laughs> um, <laughs> we when we were looking at the criteria for silver, initially I, I was like, I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> um, uh, and and it, it was kind of pushed to the side 
But lo and behold, uh, we had uh, the principal at First Avenue, uh, Rosa Blanca, and her uh, leader of the green team, Jenna Sandman, mm-hmm. who took the initiative and did, went above and beyond. And just with that, they were able to achieve silver, and it started the juices to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such an uh, amazing accomplishment to the point, as you mentioned, uh, the first lady uh, visited us. I mean, um, she has, uh, I mean, I don't remember any other uh, first lady governor's wife uh, coming to the school with the uh, objective of sustainability. Mm-hmm. And she came and she was such an amazing woman. She was so excited about the work of the students of First uh, Avenue. And, of course, uh, those little ones really put on a show for really <laughs> to show that they were uh, a sustainable school. And um, they, they were able to display some of the work that they've done, uh, posters. Uh, they even put on a little uh, little puppet play. <laughs> uh, to talk about uh, being being sustainable, so it, it, it was an amazing visit, and uh, she is like I mentioned, is an amazing lady. She is, and she really does understand why it's so important for our schools to be focused on sustainability. It's not just, you know, a, a hope that the, the kids will grow up understanding how to be sustainable, though that is part of it, but it's what we can do for them right now today to make their learning environment healthier, more sustainable. And I actually got to see uh, the puppet show you're talking about because a couple of weeks after she visited, they had a little green fair at First Avenue, and I was yeah. FaceTiming with Jenna Sandman, and she took me around to all the booths, and they got to show me what they were doing. It was maybe the most fun 45 minutes I had all school year. <laughs> Those kids were yeah. amazing, and they've learned yeah, so and, much. Yeah, and it is, it's, you know, as professionals, we do this. We do yeah. this as, as our profession, um, and that's good, but the reward is when we're mm-hmm. able to pass it on to the students mm-hmm. and they not only take what we're doing but they take it to the next level yes yes that's the reward and and that's why i do this i i, I don't do this just for the for the pay by anyway if the boss is listening i appreciate <laughs> <the pay. laughs> but 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 um the the, the joy the joy mm-hmm. of seeing a light bulb <laughs> Uh, ironically, a light bulb going <laughs> off on a, on, a, on a student's head, and for yeah. them to get it, and yeah. then take it, and 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 show us something that we didn't think of. Yep, that is yep. that is the reward. It is, and 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 these little ones, you know, they they. I don't know if it's because they're shorter than us and they're closer to the ground. They get this whole, like the earth needs to be cared for a little bit more deeply than sometimes yeah, adults, yeah. but they, they really do get it. I want to shift back to the adults for a second, because you have a great infrastructure to, uh, to achieve these sustainability goals for several years now. Uh, you've had a district green team. Um, and I'd love for you to talk to us about who serves on the district green team and how the team helps support the schools in their sustainability journey. Okay. So, of course, my group, uh, we, we are a major part of the, 
the green team because it's what we do uh, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. But uh, in order to have a successful green team, um, you have you have to get partnerships within the school community. So we have teachers who serve on the green team, and they're very important because they bring in the students, uh, and, and they're able to help the students and guide the students uh, to really take the lead in, in, in being green in the school. But we also have um, custodians, custodian supervisors, principals, of course. Uh, we, we incorporated our HVAC uh, guys also to be part of that green team because a lot of things require uh, some technical support or some tweaking on from, from the HVAC guys. Uh, but we but another key point or, or key to the green team is our building managers. Our, our, our district, because it's so big, we're, we're separated by regions, mm-hmm. and each region has a building manager who's responsible for a, a cluster of schools. So each building manager uh, makes sure that the people that falls under him uh, takes whatever the policies and whatever the procedures are, they make sure that that gets done. And so, and, and whatever support that's needed to, to get it accomplished, these building managers have the authority to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's an, an amazing social infrastructure of, of people working together. One of the sustainable um, areas, sustainability areas that has really gained a lot of attention for Newark besides energy is green cleaning. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the green cleaning program. Well, uh, one thing about uh, green cleaning, uh, we, we always had a thought of green cleaning. Um, a few years back, I think it was around two, 2012, somewhere around there, we had uh, honorable mention for our, uh, our cleaning and, uh, and, and cleaning the way that, it, that is green. Uh, one of the things that pushed us was because of so many in, in our community suffer from from asthma. Mm-hmm. So with, with some of these chemicals, it triggers uh, these conditions. So we had to come up with ways to clean a building, which is absolutely necessary, but mm-hmm. also um, using the chemicals that that are that that won't uh, you know create a health issue. So that began our, our thought process, and of course with COVID. You have to. <laughs> you yeah. have to not only uh, find something that 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 cleans, but something that is uh, environmentally safe. So uh, those things made us create policies to look for products that have green seals on them, mm-hmm. or EPA standards certifications, uh, so that we know that uh, we're not using any chemicals uh, that that can cause health issues. Back in the day. Uh, we we use uh, anything that can that we call that can kill the bacteria, right. but not only did it kill the bacteria, it also <laughs> also killed lungs. Yes, exactly. Well, and and that is something that um, the exact reason that you said, you know, that, that this is about children's health. I mean, we want them to learn while they're in school, and if they're having trouble breathing, well, that's that's going to undermine. You could have the best teachers and the best textbooks, um, but it, you know if, if children are having trouble breathing, well that that's not that's not going to work. 
Um, one of the things I've noticed and, you know, it was so exciting. I got to come out and see you guys after a long, uh, you know, break with the pandemic, I wasn't able to come out to Newark for a while, but in October, I got to meet with your superintendent and some of his senior staff. And there's so much excitement at the highest levels, uh, in the district, you know, they're very supportive of your efforts. Your superintendent is very proud of all your sustainability work. And so are his senior administrators. And I, I want to ask you a couple questions. First of all, why do you think there's so much support for sustainability at the highest levels in your school district? Well, uh, <laughs> it didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it took some time. And what I had to do is create awareness. A lot of times, if, if, if things are so seamless, they don't see it, right. then they don't see how important it is. So I had to create awareness. And I was able to work with some of our um, video folks, mm -hmm. and uh, we created an awareness video. And I was able to interview students, bring involved students, even involved some uh, passionate administrators, and we were able to get a message out there, and that began the campaign. And uh, because, you know, of course, school districts, the, the, the major concern is, uh, you know, getting through these test scores. Sure. But there, there are some underlying things that if we don't address and if we don't bring attention to it, it, it can create a problem. And yeah. years ago, these are things that uh, we saw, my, my immediate supervisor saw. So uh, we created this, this campaign to bring attention. By bringing attention, you get the attention not only of the administrators, but the community. And so mm -hmm. now everybody's singing that same tune. And the question becomes, what are we going to do about it? Okay, <laughs> now, now, now we're going somewhere. Exactly. So, and, and, and how much then, of a difference has it made? I mean, like, is it, it has it helped? Yeah, yeah. Tell us. I more. mean, it, without the, without the support, especially of the superintendent level, because yeah. he, I can I can say what we need to do, and <laughs> I can pout and all that type of stuff, and they'll <laughs> say, okay, Rodney, whatever. But if the superintendent says this is what I want, well, we jumping around making it happen. Right. So the, right. the superintendent is very and high uh, administrators very their role. To, to move the needle is very vital. Yeah, yeah. And if I, I, if I think... I tell you... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I tell you that the one who has the biggest role uh -huh. is our students because we oh, support the students. That's right. If we have the students singing this song, then I think everybody will join in. That's a great point. And I think, you know, for school districts out there who may be listening and wondering, you know, what's the secret sauce... Um, Students are definitely that secret sauce. If they show up at a school board meeting asking, you know, the superintendent and the school board to please help them, you know, with sustainability issues, it's it's hard to tell them no. Um, and so I think I think that's a great point. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have much more. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? 
Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. We're talking about some really impressive achievements that have been made by the public school district in Newark, New Jersey. And we're talking to their director of energy and sustainability, Rodney Williams. Rodney, you know, you've been doing this for years now. You've done so much sustainability work in the district. How do you think all that sustainability work has impacted the students? Students look at uh, planet Earth, how, how they look at the things being wasteful, uh, recycling. They've been calling for, we, we need to do more recycling, which is good. But uh, some over the course of the years, something that really touched me was we have an internship program, part, part, of, part of the work that I'm doing. And with that, over the summer, the students get a chance to, to see the work that I'm doing and, and, be, and be an integral part of it. Uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time when uh, you, you have students that graduate college. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and a few of the students have graduated from college. And a major part of the sustainable uh, community. Uh, and not that I forget about them, but I, I don't, you know, keep chasing them. Uh, <laughs> but... but Occasionally, you run into them, and I, I ran into a few, and I didn't you know you talk to them, see how they're doing, and they all seem to say the same thing: "Thank you for the program, because of you, and the work that we've we've done." I now op- open my eyes, and my, my choice of career is this sustainable career. Wow. This is why I do it, and that to me means a lot because. I was able to connect the dots for a few students. I think that's and amazing. That, that's important. It is. It is. And, you know, even for the students who may be unaware of what's going on, if they're breathing a little easier because you've 
protected the indoor air quality. You know, if they are able to, uh, you know, because of some of the sustainability work in your child nutrition uh, department, Dr. Tanya McGill and some of her work, because their little tummies aren't empty and they're full of nutritious food, they can learn better. And so you've impacted students in ways that they may never even recognize, but you've, you've improved the conditions in which they're learning. And I think that is an amazing legacy. I want to think about this, Rodney, and get your thoughts on this because Newark is a large urban school district. And a lot of times when we see like the U S green ribbon schools, uh, and the award winners there, you know, they are a lot of times suburban or rural schools, you have really paved the way for other urban school districts to follow. What are your thoughts on the importance of sustainability in urban school districts? It's an absolute must. Um, Not only are more jobs being opened up in the sustainable community that we have to prepare our students to to, uh, be competitive to get those jobs, but we are living in an environment where there's a need to open our eyes more, to pay more attention. And some of the problems that we have, some of these students that we help enrich, they're going to be the ones to solve some of these problems because we put them on the right path. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it takes some long suffering. It, it takes some patience on our part. Um, it's not going to happen all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, 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 it's just like uh, building anything. It, it takes that one building block. Yep. Yep. And before you know it, you have this, this wonderful mansion. Yep. And yep. that's what we want. We want to continue putting these building blocks there in place for our students. So as we build each one up, we have a better community because of the work that we've done with just that one block. I love that, Rodney. I love that. And you know what? I'm so glad to know that you work with other sustainability directors in other school districts. You're so informed and you're so inspirational. And I'd love for you to talk to us about some of the things that you guys talk about when you talk about, you know, sustainability issues in a group of people who specifically work on that for school districts. What are some of the things you've learned from them? What are some of the things they learn from you? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, sometimes it can be uh, frustrating uh, because of most of us in the sustainable uh, industry, um, we are type rah-rah people, you know, let's get this <laughs> done. Uh, it's going to be great if we do this. And a lot of times uh, it's, it's not taken as serious unless there's a crisis. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we talk, how do, how do we motivate our um, higher ups or how we motivate our community, uh, our school community, uh, to see how serious this is. Because yes, the test scores is, is very important, but we, we also have to carve in some time for the environmental impact. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we, we look at, we look at how could we, uh, put in a little piece in some of the curriculum. Uh, a lot of time we see, see if there's some campaigns, some, some competition, something that that can motivate um, our, our our community, our school community, to see the importance of this. Mm-hmm. And we all share the same. We all share the same uh, issues, 
and some of us are successful. Uh, some of us are, it's a work in progress. <laughs> Isn't it always? I mean, it, it's, it is a work in progress. It didn't take us overnight to get in the predicament that we're in when it comes to environmental pollution and things that are, you know, harming children's health, you know, wherever they are, wherever they're exposed, especially at school. And it's not going to take a day or two to get us out of this mess. But thanks to people like you, we are making progress. Rodney, we only have a couple minutes left. And I want you to imagine that you're talking to superintendents and school boards across the U.S. who have not created a sustainability position in their school district. What advantages has Newark realized as a result of having a dedicated person running sustainability efforts? Well, the, the, the advantage is that you have someone who's focused, focused on all the incentives, all the uh, programs that are out there to make the environment better. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we look at budgets and we can't do this because of the budget. But if you have a dedicated person, that person will reach for those budgets We'll, we'll, we'll vet them, make sure that it works for, for, for the district. And also um, will be that, that liaison between uh, what the administrator, administration uh, wants, the goals, and the environment. And you need someone like that um, because the environment dictates problems. There are problems within the environment, and here are some programs uh, that can help us get through this. And uh, a person like me is one who is, is in the front, who sees us, all these programs that can help school districts. And, and it, it's truly a, a blessing to have uh, someone who, whose focus is on that aspect of the education uh, in, in the districts. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I know that you've been able to identify grants and other programs like we were talking about in the first segment, you know, the, the local government energy audits and, and getting more funding and advocating, you know, to, to get those things covered. Um, you know, that's hard to do if, if that's not your full-time job, you know, to work on those kinds of issues. Rodney, I want to thank you so much for being with us. You are awesome and amazing. And I I just celebrate you and the district. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in as well. We're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.